Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Oh, Captain, my Captain. I'm telling you straight, it's my way or the highway. Let's get nuts. Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? I always ask that of all my prey. I just like the sound of it. I'll have what she's having. You have chosen wisely. It reminds us all that once was good. And it could be again. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious... You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. Classic movies, 30 years in the making. It's the 30-something movie podcast once again. Uh, thank you for joining us. It is John and Pat. Pat, how are you doing? Doing great, John. How are you? Awesome. Awesome. Uh, so we're here to talk more movies. Episode 257, Ghostbusters 2 is our movie this time around. Quick spoiler alert. We spoil the movies we talk about. Just be aware. We'll try to do a quick, hey, spoiler alert before we say something if it's not related to Ghostbusters 2. Um, but in terms of Ghostbusters 2, we're just going to talk about it. So we let the we let the information flow freely, like, yes. like a river of slime beneath New York City. Like a river of slime. Mm-hmm. And if you and if you don't like that, then you, you know what? You can leave us a voicemail and just tell us. Hey, I want you to do, everything you're doing is bad. I just want you to know. Um, <laughs> that is know, that line is coming out at some point this school year. You know, in fact, if you want to bad, leave I, us, I, if, I just want you to know. Right. And I I'd rather you don't leave us a bad review. I mean, if we're not doing well, you leave us a bad review, I guess. But if you want to leave us a five star review and just have it say um, everything you're doing is bad, I just want you to know that would be amazing. That so, would be. Somebody, somebody, please feel free to do that. Or you can leave one and just say, the, 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 the joyfulness is over now. Okay. <laughs> oh, but I would. <laughs> Actually, yeah. ah, that was another one. Oh, the baby, the baby is sleeping and oh, I baby would. Is sleeping, but I would. And I, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. You could have just watched an entire movie of, of Janos. I know. Where are yeah. you from? The Upper West Side. The Upper West Side. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, you are like the buzzing of flies to Vigo. All right. Uh, and yeah, then uh, freak the crap out of me. I'll tell you that much, man. Uh, and then uh, visit our website, 30podcast.com. If you want to see more about uh, our show, check out all the past episodes. Uh, Letterboxd, we've also got a nice list of all the movies we've done up to this point with links to the individual episodes for each one of those. Um, you can also, from our website, go and vote for movies for 1990. That's our movie slate next year, 1990 movies. Uh, movies that you would like to see. I've put a list there of about 120 plus as exhaustive as I possibly could of about 120 plus movies that came out in 1990. So if you want to go check that out, vote for the ones that you would like to hear about on the podcast, please go ahead and do that. Um, I will be finalizing that over probably like the next month or so, so I can go and and start to dig around and find copies of these movies. So uh, feel free to go and do that on our website. It's uh, 30podcast.com slash vote if you want to just go directly to that form as well. So we're going to jump on in it real fast. Um, this week in 89, so we are talking like the last half of August 1989. On August 17th, 1989, Catherine Bigelow, the director of Catherine Bigelow, married James Cameron. So a couple of big name uh, directors uh, getting married there. Um, Hayden Panettiere, I always feel like I'm going to say her last name wrong, but uh, she was in, she was the daughter in Remember the Titans. Uh, she was the cheerleader in Heroes. She was in the, the TV series Nashville. Uh, she was born on August 21st, 1989. 
And then this one is near and dear to my heart as a Texas Rangers fan growing up. And I have the baseball card for this as well. On August 22nd, 1989, it was Nolan Ryan's 5,000th strikeout. Wow. So that was pretty cool. Um, and then August 24th, 1989, Pete Rose, another baseball one. Pete Rose is suspended from baseball for life uh, for gambling. Mm-hmm. The top book this time around is The Russia House by John Lacare. The top movie was Uncle Buck, and the top song is Right Here Waiting by Richard Marks. All right, so we just dive right on into Ghostbusters 2 here. Let us do the deep dive. Let's go. Ghostbusters 2 came out on the 16th of June, 1989, rated PG, with a runtime of one hour and 48 minutes. Uh, Ivan Reitman directed it. He also did Kindergarten Cop, Dave, and Twins. Producer was Ivan Reitman, who also produced Animal House, Stripes, and Twins. Writers for this one were Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis died back in 2014. Uh, Crazy to think it's already been five years since he died. I remember hearing about that on the radio when I was driving to work in the morning. Um, Aykroyd also wrote for Blues Brothers and Dragnet. Ramis also wrote for Groundhog Day and Stripes. Cinematography by Michael Chapman, who also did Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, and The Fugitive. Music by Randy Edelman, who also did Twins, Kindergarten Cop, and My Cousin Vinny. Utes, two Utes. What's a Ute? <laughs> oh, I'm I'm sorry. Two youths, youths. Okay. Um, budget on this one was I can't wait to get to that one. Uh, budget on this one is 37 million. Box office is 215.4 million. Uh, reviews for this one: Rotten Tomatoes critics give it a 53%. Rotten Tomatoes audience gives it a 61%. IMDb gives it a 66%. Letterbox gives it a 62%, and Cinema Score gives it an A minus. Starring Bill Murray as Peter, Dr. Peter Venkman. Sorry, I'm going to put the doctor in there. Dr. Mm-hmm. Peter Venkman. He was in Groundhog Day and Lost in Translation. Dan Aykroyd was Dr. Raymond Stance. He was in Dragnet and the Great Outdoors. Sigourney Weaver was Dana Barrett. She was in Alien and Gorillas in the Mist. Harold Ramis was Dr. Egon Spangler. Uh, he was in Stripes, Baby Boom, and Knocked Up. Rick Moranis was Louis Tully. He was in Little Shop of Horrors and Spaceballs. Ernie Hudson was Winston Zedmore. He was in The Crow and the TV series The Family Business. Annie Potts played Janine Melnitz. She was in Pretty in Pink and the TV series Designing Women. Peter McNichol was Dr. Janos Poha. He was in Sophie's Choice, Ally McBeal, and Numbers. Harris Eulin was The Judge. He was in Scarface and Clear and Present Danger. Uh, David Margulies, who died in 2016, was the mayor of New York. He was in Ghostbusters and Ace Ventura. Kurt Fuller was Hardemeyer. He was in Midnight in Paris, Anger Management, and Wayne's World. Janet Margolin, uh, who died in 1993, was the prosecutor in the courtroom scene. She was in Annie Hall and a movie called David and Lisa. And Wilhelm von Humburg, who died in 2004, was Vigo. He is Vigo. Uh, He was in Die Hard and In the Mouth of Madness. Here's the trailer, and we'll be back in just a second. stroke of midnight on New Year's Eve of the last decade of the 20th century America's largest city is about to pay for the nastiness of its inhabitants when that day comes when the slime starts to rise the Titanic just arrived when ghosts start arriving by the boatload we gotta find the guys there's only one thing to do. Look out! Look out! Sometimes weird things happen. Someone has to deal with it. And who are you gonna call? Let's suck in the guts, guys, with the Ghostbusters. The superstars of the supernatural are back. 
to nuke the spooks. Two in the box. Ready to go. We be fast and they be slow. Make some time. Don't put any of those old cheap moves on me. No, no, no. It's different. I have all new cheap moves. Raise your spirits. If we don't do something by midnight, you will be remembered in history as the man who let New York get sucked down into the tenth level of hell. And kick some slime. It looks like a giant jello mold. I hate jello. Oh, come on. There's always room for jello. Happy New Year. Close them. Ghostbusters 2. You're short. Your belly button sticks out too far. And you're a terrible burden on your poor mother. Bill Murray. Dan Aykroyd. Sigourney Weaver, Harold Ramis, Rick Moranis, and Ernie Hudson in an Ivan Reitman film. Ghostbusters 2. We're the best, we're the beautiful, we're the only Ghostbusters. We're back! Who you gonna call? Ghostbusters! All right, well, I, I don't even know if I need to ask. Is this the first time you've seen this movie? No, no, it's okay. not. I okay. and I was I trying to think of the of the first time I saw this movie. I think I think it was a double feature of this and Batman at a drive-in. Nice. That's an awesome double feature. I mean, you yeah, talked about that, but it was. Uh, I had seen Batman because my dad took me to see Batman for the first time, but I think I was re-seeing Batman, and. I think I was seeing Ghostbusters 2 for the first time. Okay. What about you? I feel like we might have gone to see this in the theater, but I don't remember. Okay. I mean, I still would have been, I probably would have been about eight when this came out. Okay. Like eight, eight, eight and a half or so when this movie came out. I, but I remember my dad liked Ghostbusters, so it's possible we went to go see this in the theater. If not, we rented it as soon as it was out on VHS. Okay. So... But I, I mean, I watched this movie so many times. And at a certain point, I might have seen this, not anymore, but growing up, I might have watched this one more than I watched the first one. Mm-hmm. If I'm really thinking about it, I might have watched this one a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. But well, yeah. you never know which one do you have on, you know, what, which one do you have it recorded or, you know, whatever, and you just end up right. throwing it in. Well, and that was something about this movie is, and, and we'll, I want to talk for just a minute here, um, you know, kind of the reception of this one, because this one kind of gets panned as being the, the horrible sequel. Um, mm-hmm. and definitely as a kid, I, I didn't feel that way at all. Like I liked this one just as much as I liked the first one. Um, I feel like the one thing this one did was the ghosts in this one were a little bit less intimidating, a little bit less scary, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Gozer was pretty terrifying, uh, the, the hellhounds were pretty terrifying in the first one. Uh, the, the librarian ghost was terrifying in the first one. And in this one, the ghosts were a little bit more cartoonish. And, you know, at the time, I don't think I would have realized it, but they made several changes to the movie to kind of fit better with the real Ghostbusters cartoon. Cause that had come out in between the making of the first one and this one. Mm-hmm. So several of the, and in fact, Janine is probably the, the biggest change that they made of how her character looked and they made her right. character look much more like she did in the cartoon, probably as a way of kind of bridging that. Well, the first movie came out five years ago 
and kids have been watching the real Ghostbusters for the last two years. So let's make sure that if they go to the theater, they're going to see something that they're used to, you know, Slimer's a good guy. And Janine looks, you know, the way that she looks in the movie now, because that's how we made her look in the cartoon and, and that type right. of stuff. Um, so this one maybe is a little bit, I don't want to say it's more kid friendly, but just something about the ghosts in this one, they're a little bit more cartoonish, I guess. Okay. Or at, so least, I, or at least it seems that way to me. So I get what you're saying now that you explain it, but it's funny. This one almost freaks me out more because of okay. Vigo. That kind of yeah. like, and I don't know what it is. It's if it's the, if it, I think it's the thing of someone watching you. You know that mm-hmm. kind of freaks me out a little bit. But yeah, yeah. that picture, holy buckets, that thing scared the pants off mm-hmm. me when I was a kid. Well, um, and you. You know, you get to you get to the boss level in this one, and you've got Vigo, or you've got a giant Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Well, yeah, Stay Puft Marshmallow Man's not really so terrifying. That's more funny. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. Vigo Vigo is a little bit more consistently terrifying. Yes, I you know I, that, and I'll be honest with you, I wonder if, and maybe I'm falling back on my same thing. They're going after a kid, and that. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what really gets me too, because that whole thing, I never even knew that 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 the um that the uh uh i always thought it was a lady in a bug bu- buggy with the baby buggy oh yeah that, yeah that scene man that thing that terrified me as a kid and i never even realized it was janos okay. not like the sigourney weaver uh sigourney weaver even says mm-hmm. uh it was janos in the movie but like when i was a kid i think maybe the first 50 times i saw the movie i don't think i processed that that was janos yeah i didn't either up until watching it maybe like a couple years ago that was the first yeah. time I really noticed that. Yeah. So, you know, or or I always, maybe I thought of it as, oh, she, you know, Janos has my baby. Not that that was him. Mm-hmm. Anyways, point being, I, um, I just, uh, yeah, I, the, the, the thrills definitely got me in this one as yeah. much as, as the first one. I get what you're saying about the ghosts and, um. And I still think they they had a really nice balance between the humor and the scare and the mm-hmm. yeah. you know, um, but uh, yeah, th- I, this one this one still did scare me. Mm-hmm. So. so so let me ask you this because we you know and and we could go through and talk about like favorite favorite scene favorite quote that kind of stuff and we'll we'll get to that in just a second oh, yeah. but um, I, I continually hear that people are always like now this is the one you know this one's bad. Like the first Ghostbusters, it's great. Ghostbusters 2, it's just a bad movie. And I've watched this one several times. And I've watched this one several times recently, like over the last few years. Yeah. And I, I kind of look at it and I'm like, you know what? It's really not. No, it's not. It's not a bad movie. Like people criticize. I, I've heard and read people criticize it and they say, well, it's not as funny. It's not as quotable. And the story is is weird. Or I don't know what the criticism is. And sometimes I kind of look at that and I'm like, well, you know what? Actually there's a little bit more of a story in the second movie than there was in the first one. So I almost feel like maybe the story is stronger in this movie. Cause you're laying the groundwork for, you know, here's the villain. We know a little bit more about the villain and he's got this motivation for, he needs a, a yeah. body. He needs a child. And it, in the first movie, you know, you had, you hear a little bit of, of the history and the backstory of Gozer, but really not, I mean, not much. You hear it when they're reading out of a book. Um, yeah. and you don't really know other than just knowing that, these ghosts want to come over into our realm and, and take over the world or whatever. You don't really know that much about them. And there's not necessarily 
there's not really necessarily that much of a story there to the first one, which, which I, I mean, I'm not saying I, you know, I'm not saying anything bad about the first one at all. It's, I love the first Ghostbusters and, and I probably like the first Ghostbusters better than this one, but I just don't get the criticism. Like, I don't know that I see this movie being a bad movie. It, to me, it's not as good, but only slightly mm-hmm. than the first one. Yeah. But uh, it's not bad. Like, I don't, I don't know where that comes from. I, I agree. And you know what? And it's funny. I, I agree with you. I like it. I watch it. I like it. It's a good. It's a good movie. I enjoy mm-hmm. it. Now, I mean, you know, I I think it doesn't maybe fire on all this. Well, I don't want to say that as my reference. It doesn't have maybe the the spark or it. No, that's a wrong reference. Maybe it doesn't quite hit the same highs that the first one does. Mm-hmm. Okay. And maybe some of the things that I wouldn't process as a kid when I saw this movie, um, but you know, like the whole moving of the Statue of Liberty and and all that piece, that that seems to be you know a little bit like oh, okay, that's 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 a little cheesy. Mm-hmm. Um, where I don't think you quite had that kind of like same kind of cheese thing that you had in the first one. Right. But that but that being said. I can't say that as a criticism because you look at the comedic talent, you look at the talent telling the story and you still have, you know, Danny Aykroyd, Bill Murray and uh, 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 Harold Ramis all there as that core. Now, I mean, it's who is the who is Winston Zedmore again? I forget his name. Uh, Winston is Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson. OK. Yeah. And I mean, and, and even he, you know, has, you know, his scenes for where he gets to. um bring his uh uh his talents out like that whole you know situation in the um in the uh uh what do you call it the the uh, subway mm-hmm. where the train runs them over and all i mean uh that that was really a um those that that comedic talent kind of negates any of the effects for me watching it as an adult that mm-hmm. negates the effects of any cheese ball kind of stuff that they do with Oh, okay. They march the Statue of Liberty, and we have goodwill, and right. so on and so forth. Like, okay, that's a little lame. I, I mean, I could see where there's people in society, skeptics, that would give that movie a hard time for it. I didn't mind it, mm-hmm. like I said, for that reason, because I think the mm-hmm. talent that's out there kind of, you know, helps sell the story. That watching it this time, that was the that this was the first time, and maybe it's after reading people's criticisms of it. This was kind of the first time that I watched it. I was like, yeah, you know, the ending is a bit of a stretch. Like the ending of the first one, it's, they, they come up with a plan. They're like, well, you know, maybe if we cross the streams, then we'll be able to close the gateway and we got to do it fast. And like, there's all that stuff. Like they have a plan for it. And the Ghostbusters, you know, they, through their ingenuity, through their intelligence, they solve the problem and they, you know, they're, they're ready to sacrifice themselves, but it works. And, you know, they save the day. And in this one, watching it this time, I was like, okay, you know what? Anybody who says that this ending is a bit of a stretch, I, I'll give it to them. Like I'll give right. it to him because yes, it's the Ghostbusters did nothing. Like they they were paralyzed on the floor, and the only reason that this was stopped was because a giant crowd of people outside was singing "Old Lang Syne." Right. And right. and that's what defeats the go. Okay, so I, I'll give people that one. That the ending of this one is a bit of a cheese ending, a bit of a stretch. Um, you know, I don't even mind the whole Statue of Liberty thing. I think that's awesome with the with the whole you know theme of this being in New York city and that being such a symbol of the city and, sure. and kind of that theme of 
well, the, the slime is feeding off people's emotions and New York city is just, everybody's angry and they'll step on your face as soon as look at you and like all that kind of stuff that I'm totally fine with the way that Vigo is defeated by having people sing at the end. I'm like, well, all right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. so if it wasn't, so if it wasn't new year's and the people weren't singing, then he would have won because there's nothing that the, the ghostbusters were paralyzed. There's nothing they could have done to be able to, to defeat this guy. Well, right. And you know, what's funny because uh, that really, that helped put my finger on it. That's where it didn't quite hit the same highs. I mean, at the end of the ghostbusters, I mean, that was like, we're going to cross the streams. We're not sure if it's going to work. I mean, there was the big explosion and then they're all kind of picking themselves out and like, did we survive? And it's on a, on a, a, a rooftop and there's a light show going on. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it was, it was huge and epic. And what this one it it just seemed smaller. It didn't have that same high. It was like, well, they're singing the songs. Okay, blast them. All right, yeah. you know, that yeah, that hit it exactly. Again, I'm not going to sit there and say it's a bad movie. I'm just going to say it didn't hit the same highs as the first one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let me ask you this, because we did um, for anybody who's been listening for any stretch of time to the show, uh, you you won't ever hear it because the audio ended up being so messed up that we couldn't publish it. Yeah. Um, the the very first episode we ever did was uh, we did um, was it Ghostbusters, Gremlins, and Nightmare on Elm Street? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and we had a very nice dinner and we talked about those movies and because of the uh, the environment and the sound of the restaurant we were in, just the the audio did not work. So mm-hmm. our whatever however many hours we ended up recording while we were eating there um, did not go as well as we had hoped. So that's kind of our our lost first episode. But I remember when we talked about that one, was that that's about five years ago now, um, we talked about how quotable the original mm-hmm. Ghostbusters is just, it's almost like every other line is something that you could quote or something that, you know, you'd, you watch that movie and you go to school the next day and you are quoting those lines back to your friends and, and half the stuff Bill Murray says, you just, you know, if you want to tell somebody a joke or if you want to have, you know, back before memes were a thing, if you wanted a meme for something, it was probably some line that Bill Murray said in the original mm-hmm. Ghostbusters. One of the other criticisms I've, I've read about this movie is people say it's not as quotable. I'm going to disagree with that and say that there have been some, you know, some friends when I've talked about this movie and they've said, yeah, Ghostbusters 2, I don't like it. Um, but then as we're talking about it, they will, if we're talking about the Ghostbusters movies as you know, as a whole, as a franchise, there are times where they will be talking about, Oh, I love Ghostbusters. You know, it's a great movie. And, and they'll be quoting stuff to me from Ghostbusters, not mm-hmm. realizing they're quoting Ghostbusters too. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, I mean that kind of, <laughs> you told me it's not as quotable, but you quoted me something. The one in particular, I had somebody one time, they're like, yeah, it's just not as quotable. Like one of my favorite parts is in Ghostbusters when they fire up the proton packs and they go, do Ray Egon. And then he has a little smile on his face. Yeah. And I, and I was like, okay, that's great. That's Ghostbusters too. No, that's it's not. Ghostbusters too. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. And that's, and that's when you say back off, man, I'm a right. scientist. Right. Okay. So, you know, exactly. And I'll be honest with you. I, uh, I'm going to jump to a favorite scene when Bill Murray's hosting his talk show, mm-hmm. the look on his face, the looks, I mean, that man is so funny because the looks that he can throw are, are just so, I mean, it's like the picture is worth a thousand words. They are so funny. And it, that, that whole thing where he's hosting the show when he's sitting there talking to the guy 
And he's like, so man, you just wrote, and he's remember how he's kind of mm-hmm. given the guy the hard time. Yeah. And he's like, that's cutting well, a little close, isn't it? That's cutting a little close. Cause you got the book deal and then the movie shot. And he's like, I have a deep psychic connect, mm-hmm. you know, and then they pan to Bill Murray and the look on his face is just, and then he's, well, I hope for your sake, I, I hope for your sake, you're right. Yeah. I well, mean, but the, the delivery the of that. Well, and then the woman is like, and I have it on good authority that the world will end on February 14th, 2016. And his response is just Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Bummer. Yeah, I know. But, and then the way he says it, it's almost like, you know, this voice, mm-hmm. bummer, you know? But when she's talking about the alien and he brought me up to his, but it was disguised like a bedroom, right. the look at Bill Murray's face and it's just for a second. And then he breaks the fourth wall, which works because he's doing it like looking at the camera in his show but again the way he breaks the fourth wall i mean it is just if you need a, if you need a master class on how to do comedy and i don't know what that is where you're not speaking but situational comedy or whatever it's right there i mean it's right there and and that's and that's the talent of bill murray is just taking that scene to 11 but then it's what he does that makes the the two people that are on the the the, the other two actors he takes them up a level. He makes them funnier. I mean, he, it's just, he is so, so talented. And I mean, you know, Dan Aykroyd with his ability to just rattle off just, you know, line after line of technical speak, you know, and, and name any Dan Aykroyd movie and he's doing it from the great outdoors, the Ghostbusters. And yeah. he's got that a, we are having a psychomagnetic event of epic proportion, you know, when he's talking to the talking to the mayor, and the mayor's like psycho. What and Bill? Big word, big word. Mm-hmm. Big, I, yeah. The, the way they play off of each other, I, it's all right there. I mean, that is yeah. that is those guys' talent, and it's all right there in this movie. Well, and my one of my favorite, and I and I use this all the time. Uh, one of my favorite lines from this movie. You talk about, you know, people say, well, this movie's not as quotable. More so, I think, than a lot of the lines in the first Ghostbusters. The one that I will use repeatedly, especially when my kids were little, and they sometimes would want me to hold them if we'd been walking a lot, and they're like, "Will you hold me?" I'm like, okay, fine. And then so I'll hold them for a little bit, and then I'll start to get tired. And I'm like, "May I put you down?" And every time I would say, "May I put you down?" They're like, "Yeah." I'd say, "Okay, you're short." Your belly button sticks out too far, and your terrible burden on your poor mother. Uh, like, what? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. Like, I'll still, like, I'll still use the line. I'm sorry, I cut across you. Go ahead, no, finish. No, no, I'm no, sorry. You're good. I, I'll still use the line when he's talking to Oscar, and he says, "Okay, I got this sweatshirt yeah. from a girl who got it from Joe Woolley Namath. Yeah. We don't know how she did. We don't want to know." And I'll still say that. I'll, I'll like go into you know to band. Okay, guys, here's the situation. I managed to get us to perform at, you know, such and such a time for this weekend's contest. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know how it got that. You don't want to know how, it got, you know, I yeah. just, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely quotable. Yeah. Do you have a, so this will be the tough question. Do you have a favorite scene in the movie or a favorite um, line or a favorite line? Yeah, well, boy, I don't know. The the scenes just come fast and furious. That mm-hmm. one scene of I, I think Bill Murray is so good hosting uh, that talk show. I mean, that really shows the Bill Murray thing. Um, I think the scene when they, I think the courtroom scene is pretty good. You know, when he's just like, "Yeah, I'm sorry, we'd love to help, but we're under a, rest- you know, but you've got to talk to our lawyer." And that's me. And I had to, da, 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 you know, because I signed the thing. I got that paper from her. And I don't want my clients to do this because otherwise they'd expose ourselves. 
and you don't want us exposing, exposing ourselves. ourselves. That's good. Or hey, hey, mayor, I just want to say that almost half of us, <laughs> half, oh, no, <laughs> almost almost fifty percent of us voted. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's thank you very much. Mm-hmm. He's, he's you know, like the one where uh, they're trying to work out what they're going to order for food yeah. and they just keep going back and forth and they finally get to pizza and it's I like know. thin or thin or thick. And Dan Aykroyd just looks at him and goes, Chicago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That one was very good. That cracked me up. Yeah. Cause they're going through all this food and it, it ends with pizza, mm-hmm. Chicago style pizza. Or how about the whole, like, uh, you know, when he's talking to him and he's just like, well, sir, I don't think we knew that. I spent an hour last night speaking in my bedroom to Fiorella LaGuardia, and he's been dead for 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or the scene with uh, um, Cheech, you know, well, better late yeah. than never. Yeah. Oh, the, man. The Titanic just came in. Better late than never. Yeah. I, I think any... I think in terms of like quotes and scenes, I mean, obviously Bill Murray, but I mean, I think the one person in this movie that kind of gives him a run for his money is Janos. Oh yeah. Is just like anytime. I mean, and, and Jeff and I will, will constantly like be quoting him at work and, and it says, mm-hmm. it says, it says every, everything you're doing is bad. I just want you to know. And I know. there are times, you know, and you've probably done that too, where we jokingly use that with students or I've used it with my own kids before. I'm like, I just, every, everything you're doing is bad. I just want you to know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the joyfulness is over now. This is, we must go. And, yeah. Oh, but I wo- but I wooed. And I, yeah. Yeah. And the the, yeah. Uh, the the city soon the city will be mine and Vigos, but uh, mostly mainly Vigos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he starts uh-huh. running into that. You know, there are certain uh, perks to being the the mother of a living god. You know, we could get a nice house and a, and a car and and free parking and. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, I want you to know something. I love you, man. Yeah. When we're all covered with the happy slime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um. Yeah, man. I'll be honest with you. I can I was sitting there racking my brains. Like, I mean, I cannot. I mean, sure. I okay. So I guess I could figure where some people would, you know, just kind of okay, okay. This is the sequel, and it's kind of more of the same, and blah mm-hmm. blah blah blah. You know, and you get like the original. You'll have everyone's in, and you know, by sequels, you, you might lose some of the casual fans and, and all that. I, I, I'm, I'm hard-pressed to say, God, this thing is awful. I would watch it again. Right. I'd watch it again tonight. I might watch it again tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I have no problems with this. Yeah, yeah. I just, as I was, as I was thinking about that, I, and I was watching it again, it had been a little while since I'd watched it, but I was like, you know what? I, it's not, like, you go online and everything you hear on, on you know, film people on Twitter and, and you go to any of the other ratings websites and they always give it low ratings and the, and the, yeah. you know, the reviews are always like, no, this was a, you know, steaming pile of garbage and blah, blah, blah. And they just keep going into, well, it didn't have this, it didn't have this. And I'm sitting there reading this going, but it, did we not see the same movie? It did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was funny. Bill Murray is just as funny in this movie. Some, in some moments, maybe even more so. Like it almost seems like he was given even more freedom to just be like, you know what? Say whatever you want. Just right. Just do it. Play with the well, scene. Go. I shall. I shall address the online. Uh, 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 Bill Murray did not in this movie. He didn't use any of his old cheap moves. He had all new cheap moves. I know. I know. I'm. I'm going to address the online Ghostbuster people in my. I believe it's uh, question number four or five for our five okay. questions tonight. Okay. 
Oh, you know what's wrong with Vico? He misses his kitten. Yes. Show me. <laughs> oh, here's another one. I've worked with better. Yeah. But not, not many. Not, but not many. Or I love it when he will just shift. You know, he'll be his regular goofy self, and then all of a sudden he'll he'll like you know strike a pose, or he'll just kind of look at Sigourney Weaver, and he'll like uh, he'll he'll be telling some joke or doing something. All of a sudden he'll stop, look at her, and go, "Hello, Dana." Mm-hmm. And just like you know, turn on the sultry voice and the. <laughs> yes, yes, I think. So, what do you think about the sleeping arrangements? Well, you know, if you if if I'm here, then that works. But but if I'm if I turn this way, I get your hair in your fa- in my face, and I choke in the night. And how about you take the couch? Oh. Yeah, oh, this is a good one. All right, are we ready for five questions? Uh, I'm ready. He asks each traveler five questions. It's impossible to answer. Impossible because you don't know the answer. Nobody could answer that question. You've got to ask yourself one question. What are you asking me for? I don't know. What you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. And may God have mercy on your soul. All right, five questions. So if you've listened to us before, you know these are our questions loosely based on the movie that we're talking about tonight, Ghostbusters 2. So five questions this time around, and our questions are as follows. Um, If you were going to be haunted by a ghost, what kind of ghost would you choose to be haunted by? And it could be a type of ghost. It could be a ghost from another movie, a TV show, whatever. So if you were going to be haunted, it doesn't have to be one from this movie. I, you know what, I, I would, I, if I was gonna be haunted, I'd have my like fam, past family members come back. Okay. You know what I'm saying, like mm-hmm. uh, forced ghost kind of style. Okay. So, That'd be a good one. Yeah. Yeah, I wrote. I, I kind of went mostly with other like movie or TV options, but that would have been like that would have been on my list. Is like you know, as long as it's not something terrifying. Yeah. If it was just like a, it was like a force ghost that could come back and like give you advice and things like that. That'd be totally yeah. fine. Um, right. In terms of movie, movie ghosts, I, I, the two I kind of narrowed it down to was I wouldn't mind hanging out with the Maitlands from Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. They seem like nice folks. Uh, you got the, the Maitlands over there. I think they've been had enough exercise for one night. Um, and then you've got the Field of Dreams players. Oh, okay, that'd be a good one too. That would be a good one too. Oh shoot! You know what? Was was the question? Was the caveat from a movie? Uh, no. It was just what kind of ghost? Oh, what kind of ghost? Okay. Yeah. I, I well, I, I'd say if I had to throw something in, then I would throw in um you t- you mentioned the field of dreams. Like mm-hmm. I would say maybe like the Harry Potter ghosts. Oh, okay. Castle ghosts. Okay. You know. Moaning Myrtle. Moaning Myrtle. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not Moaning Myrtle as much as. Uh, <laughs> Um, peeves would be kind of fun, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, more like nearly headless Nick and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. All right. Uh, number two, favorite movie where ghosts are a major character or part of the plot. I, I'm, I thought I tried to figure all different angles on this one. You're going to have to help me out, but you know, and you I'm sure you've got a list and that'll help jog my memory, but I, I'll be honest with you. I, this is, I really, I really like the movie Ghostbusters. So, I mean, I, I would have to say Ghostbusters would be it. I mean, I tried to throw in like a whole, you know, Empire Strikes Back because Obi-Wan is a force ghost. You know, like to, right. try, to try and throw in Star Wars, which if someone wants to do, hey, you know, that's all good. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking the spirit of the question would be would be that. So I, I would have to say Ghostbusters would be my okay. favorite one with ghosts. Okay. Yeah, I had the original Ghostbusters was kind of on my list too. I, I had just a right. real short list of uh, Ghostbusters, Beetlejuice, uh, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I had the sixth sense, um, you know, the, the movie ghost, um, you know, I was just trying to think of a few other ones. I didn't really necessarily choose a whole lot that were more on like the horror side of things. Yeah. Uh, sixth sense was probably the closest I was going to go that way. Although the only other one might've been poltergeist. Okay. Cause I do like that one. I do like the original poltergeist. So okay. I might've thrown that one in there too, but, um, you know, it, kind of similar to you and like i don't tend to go for a whole lot of ghost movies because they scare me yeah so it's not my it's yeah. not my bag maybe right right so so those would be mine i think i'd throw in ghostbusters beetlejuice and uh six cents would be my right. my top three not in that particular order maybe in that order all right well number three what do you want to see? We got the new Ghostbusters movie coming out in 2020. I didn't realize in this movie, the kid at the birthday party that tells him, my dad says that Ghostbusters are, are crap. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, I didn't realize that kid is Jason Reitman, the son oh, of really? the director, who's going to be directing the new Ghostbusters movie. Oh, how fun. That's so, fun. So funny that his line is, my dad says. Yeah. His dad directed both movies. Um, so that's the guy directing Ghostbusters 2020. What do you want to see in Ghostbusters 2020? What can they do that either updates it or is different enough or, you know, pays respect to the old movies, knowing that it's a, as much as we know right now, knowing that it's a sequel to mm-hmm. Ghostbusters 1 and 2. It's more like a Ghostbusters 3. Um, and it, it doesn't really seem to have anything to do with the one that came out in 2016. Knowing that, what is it you want to see happen in Ghostbusters 2020? You know what? Honestly, I just want to see the director, the filmmakers, the writers, the actors just make a fun movie about catching ghosts. It's got some thrilling thriller in there. It's got some a lot of comedy in there. Uh, Some, you know, I guess striking the balance between nostalgia for the 80s slash you know, you know, contemporary times. Um, I, I don't think I will need as much of that, you know, like, you know, when they got into the, uh, uh, the, the, the later diehard movies, you know, they, they kind of showed him to be a little bit of a dinosaur. He wasn't sure what like the low Jack thing was in his car and, and all that kind of deal. Um, the much later diehard movies. So I don't know how much of that I will need. Um, but yeah, I, you know what, all they have to do just, trust themselves to what what I think they trust themselves. So I don't need to tell them to do that. I think they should just go make a fun movie about catching ghosts. You got the actors, put the writers in there, the whole thing. I think that will be just fine. And then the other thing that I'd like to see with Ghostbusters is just all the stuff that's going to come out on Twitter and Facebook and the ratings things and all this other kind of stuff. I would just like it to be ignored. Okay. And Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe I'm getting old in my old age. It used to be that I would like to like react to that stuff, sort of like the end of, um, um, Jay and silent Bob strike back, you know, where they're like, dude, the internet's just going to say whatever it's going to say, unless you're going to look everyone out and just spend all your money driving around the country, beating all those people up, you're not going to be able to stop it. And then they go around beating everyone up that said things about their movie. So getting old in my old age to where I'm just like, yeah, I don't need that anymore. Let's just ignore these. Let's just ignore this. Let's just ignore everyone that goes out and types all this stuff. And this is a horrible movie and this is awful. And oh my God in heaven, they made a movie in a, like a parallel thing where it was female ghostbusters and the entire Western civilization is collapsing because of it. And we're all going to hate this. And just, you know what, just you've used up your 200 and whatever characters 
on Twitter, you're done. I'm just going to ignore you. And that's just my thing. Just, mm-hmm. just turn that. I just, and it, it's, it's weird because it, it really, it seems to be about Ghostbusters. The sequel, awful. The, 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 the reboot or remake or whatever you want to call the one that came out a couple of years ago, everyone, oh my gosh, all up in arms and that, and just open the door for all this other yucky stuff that came out towards uh, the actresses and the whole thing. I, I just, I just want to see that go away. That's what I would really like to see from the Ghostbusters movie. I just want to go yeah. and enjoy Ghostbusters and I want to see the other stuff go away. Just whittle, wither away. It doesn't need to be attacked. It doesn't need to be. You know, it just it just needs to be, oh, someone's saying bad stuff. We're just not going to read that someone. His platform is gone or her platform is gone. Oh, they're posting things. Okay, well, we can turn that off. Oh, they're taking a Twitter. Oh, well, you know what? We can just like delete their Twitter feed with it. Oh, we can't delete that? Okay, fine. Then I'm just going to delete Twitter. I'm done with that. You know, just let us just turn off the the yucky people in society. Yeah. That's that's what I want to see, John. That's, okay. I'm, I've, I've had enough of the 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 bad stuff on Twitter and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm 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 beating up on Twitter. So I'll just say no, social media, the internet, the review websites, the mm-hmm. you know the face tubes yeah. and the Yeah. Opinions are like buttholes. Everybody's got one and they all stink. It's true. Yeah, I, as I thought about this one, I, I I wrote this question down and I was like, well, I don't even know how I would answer this one. Um then the more I thought about it, I was like, well, you know what? What I would like to see, because I'd like them to be able to make several Ghostbusters movies. Mm-hmm. And then I tried to think about, well, what are the, what are the other two, the, the first two? What do the first two have in common, since this is going to be a sequel to those two? What do they have in common? And even, even the 2016 Ghostbusters, what do these all have in common? What did, uh, you know, the cartoon, the I've read some of the other comic books, what have they done really well? that I think could translate into working well for multiple Ghostbusters movies. And the one thing I think I'd like to see in them do is to take different scary stories or take ghost stories or, or these historical figures that you would expect to see come back as vengeful, spiteful spirits or something like that and almost treat it like a national treasure type movie. Mm-hmm. Like where you get, you've seen the, the National Treasure movies. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I figured they're like they're your kind of movie. So, um, and my kids, they love the National Treasure movies. If they would, if they were to do something like that, where you you feed into it all of these stories, because uh, there are just so many stories. Even if you just limited it to America, there are so many stories of like haunted places in America or these ghost stories and. Um, my son listens to a podcast called lore in which they tell all these stories about haunted places or unexplained happenings or, or stuff like this. It's a really good podcast. Um, but there are so many of these different stories and I feel like you could, even if you don't just take a direct translation of, well, this ghost was based on this person who we can now turn that into a character in the movie. Even if you took them and kind of made it an amalgamation of a bunch of different stories and created a character, because mm-hmm. even Vigo, Vigo is supposed to be based off of, I think is supposed to be based off of, uh, uh, Vlad Dracula from mm-hmm. you know, the, the historical Dracula figure. Um, 
you know, but one of the fun things about this movie is they investigate things. Like not only you don't fight the ghosts, you also investigate who the ghost is and why they want to do this and why they're coming right. back and what's their motivation. And you get that historical investigative piece into it, which to me seems like it would fit perfectly with that kind of national treasure vibe. Mm-hmm. So that's almost kind of what I would like to see is I'd like to see, cause I've heard some people say, well, I hope it's a lot like stranger things. Yeah. Okay. I get that. Well, and, and it has, it's going to have some of the stranger things actors in it. Um, mm. so I'm like, okay, well I, I get that, but stranger things is already out and that's its own thing. And I know national treasure is its own thing too, but it's been a few years. So I feel like if, if they wanted to kind of turn this into a, a national treasure, Indiana Jones type thing, but it's more of a, you know, it's a, a more of a team of mm. investigators slash exterminators, you know, who, who go in and they have to find out a little bit about this, this historical figure or this evil spirit or whatever it is. And you get a little bit of that history lesson with a little bit of that detective work and a little bit of that. Well, I'm, you know, I'm also an exterminator, so I know how to deal with these pests and you know, mm-hmm. just, I, I got some street knowledge about, about how to deal with these pests too. Just as long as you got to balance that stuff with the, the same kind of funny one-liners and the, just kind of the, the laid back attitude of the humor. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things I really like about the first two Ghostbusters is just how it's it's almost like we're not even making a movie. It's just like we're hanging out with our friends. We're going to make little side comments here and here and there, just like we do when we're hanging out with our friends. And it's just it's so comfortable that you don't even, you know, they're saying funny stuff and you don't even realize half the time that the stuff they're saying is funny. Mm-hmm. Just because you're, you're in that, you know, you're in there with them and you're you're just little little side comments and stuff that most people would miss if you weren't really paying attention and just delivered so casually by the actors, but it just is hilarious. Mm-hmm. So as long as we can kind of strike that balance, that's what I'd love to see. Yes. So. Yes. All right. Uh, question number four, favorite Ivan Reitman movie. So Ivan Reitman directed this one. I think produced this one too, but of his movies, what is your favorite? I was looked at his list and I was like, holy cats, that this guy's done yeah. a lot of movies. <laughs> um, I, I think this might top the list, though. I okay. like I said, I'm well, uh, Ghostbusters, the, the original, original Ghostbusters. Yeah. yeah. But um, um, I really I, I, I like the Ghostbusters. I'm a fan, man. I'm mm-hmm. a fan. So yeah. I, I would say looking at the list, this one tops it. OK, I had three, and I think the original Ghostbusters would top the list for me, but the two that came very close that that, that caused me a little bit of trouble were um, Kindergarten Cop okay. and uh, Dave is the other one. Yeah, very so, good movies. And, and both of those, were, I think the original Ghostbusters wins it out for favorite, but those two were ones that I, I really had to sit there and think, okay, wait a minute. <sighs> Ghostbusters, Kindergarten Cop, Dave. Ah. Yeah, <laughs> this is this Very is gonna this is gonna take some coin flips, but yeah, I think Ghostbusters definitely wins out out of that list. Mm-hmm. Okay, qu- final question, question five: Ghostbusters two or the real Ghostbusters? Which one do you yes. like better? <laughs> yes, the answer is yes, both. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, uh, yes. I'm not even. Uh, yes, yes. Okay. Admittedly, I loved the real Ghostbusters cartoon when I was a kid. I can't right now. I think just because it's been so long since I've seen it and I was, I was quite a bit younger when I watched it. Um, mm-hmm. I can't tell you specific episodes. Okay. So for that reason, I would pick Ghostbusters too because right. I've seen okay. it more often. I haven't watched it since I haven't watched the cartoon since I was a kid, but when I was a kid, I loved that cartoon. 
Yes. I watched that thing religiously. I had the toys. I had all the, one of my favorites when I was a kid, but I can't tell you specific episodes. Mm -hmm. So I think because of that, I got to go Ghostbusters too, because I know that movie backwards and forwards. And so that's my only reason for doing that. If I had a chance to go rewatch some of the real Ghostbusters cartoon, I might pick that instead, but yeah, it's really, and it's funny that I never even processed that they kind of sort of like uh, the Star Wars, uh, Clone Wars episodes cartoon was supposed to kind of bridge the gap between Star Wars episode two and episode three. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really kind of process that they planned on this to um, uh, kind of bridge the, and maybe they didn't quite plan on it. I, you weren't saying that they that it bridged the gap, but just they planned the second movie around what the cartoon had done. You know, they were trying to yeah. just kind of make it seamless so cool. I, you know it's kind of cool it all fits together i guess that's my long-winded way of saying it yeah yeah all right well that's gonna do it for ghostbusters too so yeah. um thank you for joining us for this one if you want to go check out more of our episodes 30podcast.com is our website uh you can go there and vote for our upcoming slate of 1990 movies as well at 30 podcast on twitter uh we've got several listeners and friends that we interact with on there so uh we would love to hear from you We are also on Instagram, Facebook, all those different places. Uh, But Twitter tends to be where we kind of interact the most with people. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you want to call in to the voicemail line, either completely agree or disagree with what we've said, or just kind of share your feedback on the show or some of the movies we've talked about, our voicemail line is 87235-MOVIE or 872-356-6843. Our next episodes coming up over the next couple of months will be uh, next weekend is, or next weekend, next week is Weekend at Bernie's, followed by Always. Then All Dogs Go to Heaven, The Little Mermaid, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Little Monsters. And then as we get into October, our horror month, we have Celia, Pet Cemetery, Nightmare on Elm Street 5, Leviathan, and Shocker. And if we're able to, we might do episodes on It Chapter 2, The Joker, and Zombieland Double Tap, because those will be coming out in September and October as well. So that's what we got coming up. Uh, rapidly approaching the end of the year, that seems like it's gone really fast. It seems like we just got here. I know. Like you spent so much time being excited for Batman and now 89 is almost over. I know. It's just, it's surreal. We're leaving the eighties. I know it's going to be a little strange. So I've gone through, I think I've designed, I think I've designed a new logo for us. Yeah. I like the ideas that you had. And so I think, uh, I think we're going to pick one of those and maybe go with one of those. Right. I was able to, I don't know if I I sent those to you guys or not, but I did get some other samples from some other people uh, who had designed some logos in the past. Um, so I will kind of take a look at those and see what we want to do, but um, maybe a little, little revamping of some things for going into the night, uh, leaving the 80s and going to the 90s. Okay. So Yeah, all right. All right, well, I think it's going to do it. So thank you, Pat, for being here tonight. All right, thank you, John. All right, we will see you all back here next time for a Weekend at Bernie's. Be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies. And uh, the, 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 the joyfulness is over now. You can leave the podcast. <laughs> nice. <laughs>